welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show, we have Ashley Wainscott, who is the CEO of Simply Sold and is also one of the authors of the book, We Are Brave, which spotlights 14 inspiring stories of female entrepreneurs. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ashley. Thanks, Matt. I'm pumped to be here. I'm going to start by diving into the book and the stories that you and the other authors share. A key component of the book highlights how entrepreneurs must conquer, quote, fear, self-doubt, and adversity. And that is definitely something that we all face from time to time. So what strategies do you employ as an entrepreneur that has helped you push through difficult times? You know, I think a lot of it is... um is getting out of your head. You know, a lot of it's mental for pretty much everyone. Um, it's focusing on the task at hand and keeping it, as my coach would always tell me, keeping it um, focused on the business. Like what is the business need and trying to stay out of it emotionally. Um, you know, the book, the book is interesting because it does talk a lot about each of our individual journeys and, and what we had to go through to get to where we are today and, um, and where, how we had to grow as individuals. And I think that's one of the most common things about it is like how you, how you get to where you are, how to be reflective on that, and then how to, how to learn and grow from it as well. Um, because, you know, you're going to repeat the same you're going to repeat the same thing over and over and you're going to wonder why it's groundhog day if you're not learning from from day to day and you're not really taking in you know what what just happened and what could I be doing next time to make sure that that works out even better for not just myself but the people around me whether it's personal or professional for our listeners who aren't as familiar, can you take us back to the founding of Simply Sold? What was the opportunity that you saw in the market and talk a little bit about the origin story there? I can. I know that really well. So Simply Sold, uh, it was born out of the idea that homeowners could partner up and work with a company who could manage everything when it comes to a project or projects inside their home. And it could be, it was a lot of an experience, you know, like we built this idea around an experience that could feel relieving and that could feel simple and the process is simple and it could feel trusted and reliable and really just all of these, these trusting components about the process that that made a homeowner in the end feel like, wow, that was actually easier than what I expected. And I'm excited about home projects. And it leaves almost like a positive footprint on them as individuals in their life and um, in our community and just like on their house in general. Um, I guess it looks at it from a bigger picture rather than just being like a bathroom renovation you know it's it's bigger picture to us it's very interesting a question that we get from a lot of listeners that kind of piggybacks on that is 
was there a defining moment in getting you to the place that you are today? Obviously, there are a lot of struggles along the way. Is there a moment that you look back in the history of, of the company that you point to as a real fork in the road moment that took you in the right direction? It's funny that you say that or that you ask that because I, I had a few of those moments where I, I wondered if I was on the right path because things, things tend to work against you at times, you know, when you're really pushing past the, the barrier of being comfortable and um, you don't even realize it, but you know, you're probably working subconsciously against whatever it is you're planning that's big and great and bold. Um, but specifically, you know, there was a point in my business where several people who were in my company um, who were leaving, um, you know, there was someone that was actually taking things from the company and doing a similar thing. And it, you know, and it got into what could be like a, a, a legal situation. But I remember thinking, so I felt so defeated. Um, there, I felt like I had let a lot of people down. There was a moment there where I either could have, you know, restarted myself and my business and fought for it and changed everything. And I realized there was something that needed to change in that equation if I were to, you know, kickstart this and I wouldn't say again, it's not like it shut down, but internally in the business, something had to give, right? And I realized that it was, and it was me. Um, it was a very earth shattering moment. And I laugh a lot when I think about, um, you know, when I eventually found my coach and, you know, I was saying so-and-so needed to get coached and there's certain things that need to be changed and people that need to be coached in the business. and and she she redirected me and said, you know, actually it starts from the top and goes, you know, goes down, works it works its way down, and um, that trickling down effect is the magic, right? Like when you're actually doing the work, um, everybody around you will either get on board or they'll leave, and that's when that's when you'll kind of know who's on board and who isn't, and those moments for me when I realized when I realized it was me who was going to make all the difference in not only my own life, but my business with how I choose to show up every day for them and for the business. And um, uh, it was a why in the road that I, I had to really think about, but I ended up, you know, I ended up sticking with it and restarting everything and changing how pretty much how we approached everything. It was a really difficult but amazing piece of my life, moment of my life. If I could dig into that a little bit more, it, it sounds like you have definitely made a transformation or that was a transformational period. What do you still wish that you as a leader had more time for? If, if I could just carve out extra time in the day, where would you love to spend it on your business, knowing what you know now and knowing the growth that you've taken as a leader, where would you still like to improve and spend more time? I, that's a wish that we all have, right? Time, more time. And I, I used to actually say that as an excuse all the time. Like, hey, if I only had more time and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm just not like making things a priority. 
Um, but if I could shift things around and I actually did have more time um, on the business itself, I, I really think I would be able to focus more on diving into like numbers and finances and um, systems and processes. I think that I read the book Traction um, within the last two years and I thought, holy cow, if I had this information when I first started, I, I could be in a very different place right now. And it's not even like a regretful moment. It's, it's almost like a, an awakening or some sort of awareness level. And if I had these systems and processes in place before I actually got to where I am now, I would be able to actually write it all out and hand it out to people. And I'd have training and onboarding. A lot of people, they're already so wrapped up in the business that they are like, trying to also run the business while working on the business, which is what we, a lot of us do as leaders or as business owners. And when you're trying to come up with those new processes, but you're actually doing it at the same time, those things, those things don't work so well together. So I think actually planning like three to five years out and thinking like, okay, what processes would I need to get here? And what things can I work on now to get here? And looking further ahead, I think that's something that I could work on if I had a lot more time is like all these, all these initiatives and, and growth plans and um, org charts and, you know, all of that. As a, as a leader of a small but very successful organization, how do you think about it from an individual perspective? What have you changed from a productivity perspective over the last couple of years based on some of your learnings about how you should kind of organize your time or organize your day for maximum efficiency and, and productivity? This is such a good question. I geek out with the word efficiency because I love being efficient, which I think actually really works in construction because there isn't a whole lot of that involved in the industry. But I think for me, it's, it's being really mindful of my time and of blocking off days and times that I should be doing things. So like, for instance, one-on-one -on -one employee meetings, you know, breaking that up throughout my week has been really helpful so that I don't have one day that is just slammed and that I can't breathe because I'm in back to back to back to back meetings because we all know those moments where we get to our inbox and we're however many emails deep that we haven't even read for the day. And then you feel overwhelmed and it's just this like cycle that you can't feel caught up. And so I think it's just being mindful and intentional and building those good habits um, for yourself. Like I'm a person, for instance, that I need some freedom in my week. So I'm going to say, okay, I can do any of these workouts before I start the day from this time to this time, three to four times a week. Like I'm not going to limit myself on how many times and I'm not going to give myself specific days. I think, I think you have to know what motivates you and how you operate. Cause if you're kind of a creative and you value your freedom, you're going to move, you're going to move like I am where you're like, okay, here's my morning ritual. I could do any of these things to kickstart my day. And I think having that morning ritual, there have been a lot of really good podcasts I've listened to about like 
you know, just meditating in the morning, getting your natural morning light to stimulate your body and to get things moving. Um, it's talked a lot about like red light, things at night, making sure you're sleeping well. Um, and then, you know, in regards to honoring your time, you always have to make sure you're time blocking and giving yourself enough time to be prepared to meetings because what's the point of you showing up, you know? So my, my exposure to the construction industry in a normal week is, is probably seeing just all the cranes that dot the skyline and that's about the extent of it. So what do those, myself included, on the outside not really understand about your industry and what it takes to, to be successful? The first thing that comes to mind that I educate a lot of clients on is, is the amount of planning and the amount of detail work that goes into the initial phase of, of planning a remodel. A lot of people, you'd be surprised actually, there's so many people that, that call us and we're like, okay, we're ready, we're ready, let's get going, I wanna start next week. And what actually needs to be happening is that, great, you're ready, now let's talk vision and budget and let's um, loop in a designer or any other parties if we need engineers or structural engineers. Um, there's so much planning that happens on the front end to make sure every little detail is thought through because the thing with construction is, is that there's only so many variables you can control when you get into a remodel. Um, you can open up walls. You might realize maybe one of the um, one of like the valves or the angle stops underneath the sink is leaking or, you know, there's all these little things that can come up that you don't know about because you, you didn't build the house. And so the key is to control as much as possible in the beginning when you're planning out materials and deliveries and all these things. All of these little details make all the difference for the actual execution of the project. And, um, and a lot of people, you know, when we start their project, things feel like they're moving slow because subconsciously, like the demo, the electrical, the HVAC, the plumbing, all these things that you do first off in a remodel, they just feel, they're not exciting, right? Like they're not HGTV friendly or heavy. Um, it doesn't start until we put drywall on and like countertops and backsplash and cabinets and all these fun things go in so a lot of the time people get really antsy in the beginning and they're like you know and what we talk to clients about this all the time to set expectations for them but they're like I totally felt that in the beginning where I'm like yeah you know it's moving it's just like not that exciting but then then it's like show-stopping kind of work towards the end which makes it more fun. Okay, so you hit something there about controlling things that are sometimes out of your control. And now that Simply Sold has been in existence for over seven years, something that's out of all of our controls at some level is the people management and, and the, the challenges, but also the opportunity in developing talent. What do you wish you had known at the beginning about that challenge and how it's made you successful, but how maybe you would tell somebody who was early on in the process to not make some of the, I don't want to say mistakes, but what would you tell somebody who was more earlier in the process of building a company from the ground up? Yes, this is a great question. I think the key is when it comes to construction, 
there's so there's so many old school ways to do something. You know, there's there's the traditional way of doing something and you don't have to reinvent the wheel by any means. But then there's also newer softwares, there's um there's new approaches. You know, I would say there's always another way to do something and don't be afraid to try it out. Cause I actually, I think that that's where a lot of our success has been in the industry because we're not afraid to try new things. And because we actually, we have an entire document that the, the whole company reads and that we share with each other new information um, every single month that's called lessons learned. And I talk a lot about like that reflection and that awareness, but if you have a company of people owning and taking accountability for things that have happened and sharing that information with your team, you're only going to grow stronger because you all know not to make that same mistake again. Um, There have been, I will say just little things, you know, like getting contracts signed, making sure you communicate and things are, parties are always on the same page, you know, leave as little gray area, especially in construction, leave as little gray area as possible for, um, for verbiage or dollar amounts, uh, scope of work, times, deadlines, like all of those things have to be ironed out because it is a, like, especially massive construction projects. But, you know, when you are doing a kitchen remodel and you have at least 10, 15, sometimes 20 parties working on a project, um, if those details aren't thoroughly thought out, they will all trickle down and affect the rest of the parties on that project. And being really thoughtful makes the world of difference. And I think it is a lot of just really thoughtful planning and not just moving, you know, like, don't just, don't just do things without intention. Don't run around and get things done. Um, Actually critically think them through. So you'll end up in a better spot in the end. Well, taking accountability and and sharing with the team to make us stronger is a great spot to, to end the conversation and shift to our final two questions that we ask all of our guests. And question number one is this, if you could describe your personal leadership style in one word, what would that word be? Intentional. And the final rapid fire question is this, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Know when to shut up. Thank you. (laughs) Where can our listeners find out more about you? Yes. So you can actually see a lot of me and my team um, on the Simply Sold Instagram page. And we do have a Facebook page and a website, but the Instagram page is a lot of fun. So check us out there, the Simply Sold Austin Instagram page. Awesome. Well, thank you for all the great insight. And thanks to all our listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer. You can find our show on Instagram at Learn to Lead Podcast. And you can find our organization Ability. That is A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E at Ability.com. And be sure to subscribe so that you get our next episode. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead Podcast. Podcast.